You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. ABC Tonight. Special Agent Will Trent. Judge Bureau Investigation. I told him I'd bring my best. Will sees things that no one else does. Based on the New York Times bestselling series. Why Will Trent? He's good police. And he's objectively hot. See crime. Put on Amber Alert. There's a kidnapping. Through his eyes. He read that crime scene like it was a book. Ramon Rodriguez is. I'm a pretty observant guy. Will Trent. Series premiere tonight, tonight central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Hey, and welcome to Fan Theory Queries, where we analyze fan theories from all over the internet, but mostly Reddit. I'm Laura. I'm Michael. <laughs> and I'm Spencer. And it's finally here. We've been building up to this day for 364 days. If you're some people, uh, not me though. It's October. It's Halloween. So we're going to treat you, our listeners, to a very special episode where the three of us, our powers combined, discuss the theory that Laura doesn't realize. I even made it even bigger. The theory is called How Stranger Things is Connected to Parks and Rec, which is connected to the X-Files. Oh boy. This is a four-part theory. Oh, Wow. And I will do the reading of the biggest chunk, since I have the most energy at this point, probably. Yes. Okay, buckle up. <laughs> All right. So this, it starts from Uproxx, the website, up the website Uproxx, um, from author Jason Nawara. And he explicitly says that this is a three-part, so we're going to cover the three chunks of this theory, and then add on another one that okay. you did not write. Part one. Beyond being the best X-Files Monster of the Week extended episode ever, Stranger Things is a loose tribute to Indiana. You know, Hollywood's Indiana. Eerie Indiana. The train tracks are just a bike ride away, and you can smell the burned leaves piercing the crisp perpetual fall. Writer, director, executive producers to Duffer Brothers have jam-packed a full four seasons of horror and pop culture references into Stranger Things, so it's entirely possible that Steve Harrington... Nancy's flame and possible future long-term boyfriend is the father of John Ralphio from Parks and Recreation. The theory is based on the belief that Dr. Saperstein is not John Ralphio's real father. Perhaps Steve loses his mind and goes to the psych ward or is eaten by a monster with Nancy following in his footsteps. However, they have a baby, John Ralphio. In swoops Steve's brother, Dr. Saperstein, who was away at medical school. He raises little... <laughs> It's really hard to do. I'm picturing seriously. It's going to be hard. Joe Curie's brother, <laughs> yes, being Fonz. The Henry Winkler. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. It's going to be really hard for us to like keep straight face throughout this theory. We can break. Like, yeah. Okay. We can break like SNL. At, SNL. It's fine. Yeah. All right. Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. He raises little John Ralphio and Mona Lisa, his real daughter changing their names to shield the family from a prying media and Steve's rightful madness. They pick up and move to nearby Pawnee, where Dr. Saperstein holds dark secrets. That's why he spoils his children. He is a tragic figure. Now here's the evidence for John Ralphio being Steve and Nancy's baby. Or we'll refer from here on out to as S plus N equals JR. No, don't refer to it that way. <laughs> Steve, <Here>. com <laughs> Steve comes from money. He's got the only heated outdoor pool I've ever seen in Indiana. And wow. for whatever reason, his relative mansion is in close proximity to a home inhabited by an underpaid single mother. Yeah. This is peak Indiana. It all makes <laughs> sense. <laughs> 
<laughs> it all makes sense geographically too. According to the Parks and Rec wiki, we know Pawnee, Indiana is located 90 miles from Indianapolis and 35 miles past Bloomington. Hawkins, Indiana is a hop, skip, and a jump from Indianapolis. We know this because Jonathan seeks out his father in the big city while looking for his brother, Will, and is back home in time for dinner. Perhaps the most critical evidence of all is Steve's big hair. He Mm. has a head of hair so incredible that people have to take notice. There's no denying it. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Laura, I've got one of your favorite lines coming soon. Oh, good. He has a head of hair like John Ralphio. Or should I say, John Ralphio has a head of hair like him. It runs in the family. Unfortunately, there's little information about John Ralphio's mother, but he said the following in Season 6, Episode 1, London Part 2, when he's referring to his father's temperament. I doubt it. He never gives up on anything, except for my mom. When she turned 30, he was like, Get out! (laughs) (laughs) Could that be Nancy? Could Dr. Saperstein have formulated a story to shield John Ralphio from the truth about his parents? Think about it. No one really knows who John Ralphio is. We know he has a twin <laughs> sister, and we also know John Ralphio was born in 1985, two years after the events of Stranger Things Season 1. Nancy and Steve, like so many couples, had an unexpected child early, early on in life. Maybe that child was John Ralphio and possibly even Mona Lisa, his supposed sister. Perhaps they were taken care of by their rich grandfather that left John Ralphio the money to start Entertainment 720. Remember. (laughs) (laughs) Remember. Dump me. (laughs) Remember, that would be Steve's father, the man with an outdoor heated pool in a small town in Indiana. Just look at Steve's house. It's a veritable mansion compared to the rest of what Hawkins has to offer. John Ralphio's name may also hold a clue to his lineage. Jonathan, Will's brother, was one of the main heroes of the incomprehensible incident in Stranger Things Season 1. He even had a bit of spark with Nancy, which led to John and Steve. By the way, this was written right after Season (laughs) 1. So uh, that being said, he even had a bit of a spark with Nancy, which led to John and Steve getting in a fight before teaming up to rid John's house of a transdimensional terror. Naming your son after the guy who is willing to die for you and the guy who you bought an expensive camera for one Christmas seems to make sense. John, J-E-A-N, equals John, J-O-N. John Ralphio is named after Jonathan. Ew, I hate that. Beyond the name... Beyond the name, head of hair, money, and looks, let's keep in mind that Steve and John Ralphio have many of the same traits. They both burst out into song, for example, and both are kind of jerks with the heart of gold. Steve hates doing any sort of work and has issues with his parental figures. He'd much rather be goofing off. Sound familiar? While each one of these traits may not seem like much on their own, when combined, a fair description of Steve is essentially a description of John Ralphio, his son. Just a real quick addition after this from Thrillist after season two, uh, Thrillist wanted to add on to this theory. Update. With the arrival of Stranger Things season two, fans have been scouring the new episodes for clues that might make sense of the Steve and John Ralphio fan theory. Sleuths at the Huffington Post have already noticed a scene in episode three where Steve gets schooled on the basketball court by Billy, the new mullet sporty bully in town played by Dacker Montgomery. But you know who else struggle with hoops? That's right. John Ralphio. <laughs> Those are the types of moves a father could pass on to a son. According to a recent interview with the Huffington Post, the choice to make Steve a horrible basketball player was a subtle nod to the popular fan theory. 
I think the basketball is the only hint, I would say, said Joe Keery. But if that's the case, in real life, Ben is an absolute great basketball player. He's got a nice, sweet jump shot. All right, so first part of the theory that connects Parks and Rec and Pawnee is that Steve is John Ralphio's real father. <laughs> we'll pass, I'm going to pass the torch. I hate the part about the name. That's, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going yeah. to pass the torch on to Michael for part two. All right, so part two of this theory is that Pawnee may be a sunny version of the Upside Down. After multiple viewings of the entire series, it's clear nothing about Parks and Rec makes sense. A good, kind woman has nothing but success in politics while rarely breaking her left-leaning code in a red state of which Mike Pence is the governor. Uh, Oh, what's that? Pawnee is a fictional part of Indiana? Pence isn't the governor in that universe? Anything can happen in this strange Indiana. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> if the multiverse <laughs> if the multiverse offers unlimited variations to any moment in time and space, and we have a monster that's opening portals to a shadow realm, there are infinite possible upside down shadow realms. It's entirely possible that one of these upside downs is an Indiana that is far too sunny. This <laughs> Los Angeles version of Indiana where everything is nice and simple. One where a John Ralphio wreaks havoc upon Pawnee. Oh, and that's my. the second part. <laughs> oh my, which is a perfect segue into part three. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Passing the torch to you. Okay, <laughs> theory three: John Ralphio is Sunny Pawnee's upside down monster. <laughs> <laughs> John Ralphio has never succeeded, and yet he still exists. (laughs) Everything he's involved with, everything he does, from Entertainment 720 to his human relationships, are sucked into a hellacious black hole. John Ralphio (laughs) sucks souls. He takes the life from people, places, and things. Without a hint of remorse, he is pure evil, just like the monster. (laughs) (laughs) mental image while i'm reading this <laughs> of when he's yeah. in the club doing the rap for everybody but he can never oh, end the raps yes. on the rhyme he goes in another syllable and misses the rhyme she's the s to l to the e to the s l i e she's the cutest little hottie in all pawnee indiana Okay, back to the theory. In the multiverse, this is just a different version of Jean Ralphio. (laughs) Also, through all of Parks and Rec, we hear about various people having bowel movements. These people are unquestionably human. (laughs) They show empathy and emotions. However, have we ever heard about Jean Ralphio visiting the bathroom? (laughs) No. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Because he's metaphysical. He's part of the upside down. S plus N equals JR. (laughs) (laughs) When you deal with portals throwing people into randomized infinite instances of time and space, things can get confusing. Maybe John Ralphio is obnoxiously sucking the souls of everyone he comes into contact with. Maybe he isn't. Maybe he's just a bumbling kid who never knew his parents once fought a demon from an alternate universe. In the end, (laughs) the only constant in this timeline is that S plus N equals JR. That much we know. 
This is ridiculous. <laughs> this is the craziest. Oh, but it doesn't end there. <laughs> There's more. It's about to get better. Mm-hmm. Here we go. If Stranger Things is connected to Parks and Rec, then what follows? Parks and Rec is connected to X-Files. It would is make sense. Like a triangle? Yes, it is. Michael. Shaped, it looks like the recycle <laughs> symbol. Fill us in. <laughs> All right. So the the last bit of this uh, is from a user, Random Musician, on Reddit. And they say that Mulder and Scully from X-Files visit Leslie Nope's Pawnee, Indiana. What? In a season five episode of the X-Files called The Postmodern Prometheus, Mulder and Scully investigate monster sightings in a town in rural Indiana. The town is never named during the episode, but during the episode, they visit a diner for breakfast filled with a number of obese townspeople. The diner is called JJ's Diner. Could it be the same JJ's that makes the best waffles in the world, according to Leslie Nope? Oh my gosh! (laughs) Connie, first in friendship, second in obesity. And then um, we're coming for you, Houston. Wow. Yeah, just <laughs> yep. <laughs> just, we only have one comment on that particular theory, so I'll go ahead and read it from Cyril Spaceman. I can imagine most of the people from the X Files episode standing up at a town hall meeting and making comments like, "I found a sandwich in the park, and I want to know why it didn't have any mayonnaise." Okay, that's my favorite town person. It's a lady. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I mean, I, it might. They're the same character. I think they might be played by two different actresses, mm-hmm. but it's the same lady that when Ron is put in the round desk oh, yeah. and it's the lady that mm-hmm. comes up and is like, sir, sir, excuse me. I saw the sign said that the water sprinkler water was undrinkable. So I used it to make sun tea and now I have an infection. <laughs> <laughs> and he just keeps spinning around to avoid eye contact. Sir, sir are you listening to me? <laughs> That's such a good gag. Mm. Oh, man. Whew, wow. We should probably pause right now and take a break because there's a lot here to process and think about. Those are the same things. No. Spencer, sometimes you're the worst. No. You're right. All the time, you are the worst. And you married <laughs> me, which makes you Mrs. Worst. Ha, <laughs> Nice. There is a corner of Los Angeles where dreams are brought to life. The uh, stuff that dreams are made of. Where stars are born. Made it by! of the world! Where legends are made. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! For over a hundred years, the world has been captivated by Hollywood. But just beneath the stardust lie a million more fascinating stories. Tales of heroism. Villainy, betrayal, passion, tragedy, and triumph that when sewn together form an incredible history. The Secret History of Hollywood. Available now wherever you get podcasts. Hey Matt, did you know that wombats poop cubes? Nope, never heard that before. Did you know the unicorn is the national animal of Scotland, Ken? I didn't know, nor do I care. Neil, did you know that Liechtenstein is the only doubly landlocked country in Europe? Jeff, isn't that an American pop artist? Well, actually, it's both. 
If you want to learn things like that and more, join us each week on Triviality, a pub trivia-style game show podcast where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Listen in each week to answer general knowledge trivia alongside exciting guests from around the world. And we're here, too. Join us every Tuesday for new hour-long episodes of Triviality, plus tons of extra theme content on everything from The Office and Lord of the Rings to science and geography. And sometimes we even do sports. Find us on all your preferred podcast apps and take part in the fun of playing bar trivia without the need to wear pants. Real mature, Jeff. Forget it, Neil. It's Triviality. So, how are we going to do this? Should we rate this as one giant theory? I think we should rate each individual piece and then give a final rating for how they all fit together. And then we can combine all of our ratings and have one mega rating. Which reminds me, what should I dress up as for Halloween? Ooh, I have a fun idea. I'll dress up as Steve Harrington and you can dress up as my son, John Ralphio. Brilliant, because you both have the hair to pull that off. Nice. Who should I dress up as? Uh, Dolores Umbridge. What? Why? Because she's the worst. Thanks for setting me up for that, Michael. <laughs> no problem. Just returning the favor for all the times you've set me up to explain our theory rating scale. That's nice. Do you want to do that now? No. Why not? Because he's the worst. The highest rating that we have is genius. This is reserved for only the best theories, which we believe are better than the actual canon. The next step down is plausible. It's a good theory. It's believable. Unlikely is next. It's not a terrible theory, but pretty unlikely, as the name suggests. And then the last thing is preposterous. These are the theories that are just stupid. Basically, we're all dumber for having listened to them. We want to, let's go, let's do, we'll do one person at a time with each part of the theory. Um, so part one, Steve Harrington is John Ralphio's father. We're going to rate that. Uh, I think that's mm, uh, this is challenging because there's so much good evidence, you know. Uh, I'm, uh, I don't, know, I don't, yeah, I'm going to say that's unlikely. There are a lot of logical leaps we have to make in uh, special conditions. So, I mean, while it could possibly be the case, it's just the odds are it's not likely. So that's why I'm giving it a rating of unlikely. I'm going to catch, probably going to catch flack for this, but. For this part of the theory, even though I know I've never done this and I probably won't do this again, even though mm -hmm. I know it's most likely and unlikely on this, mm -hmm. I have to give this genius just because mm -hmm. I love the idea of yeah. <laughs> those two characters being father and son. <laughs> it just cracks me up every time I think about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of breaking our scale by giving it a genius, but I have to. Ah, no, you're not breaking anything. Laura, what about you? Steve is Jean Ralphio's daddy. Mm. I mean, I like the way that the our theorizer here has laid out his case mm -hmm. that um, Dr. Saperstein is Steve's brother and took on Jean Ralphio and possibly even Mona Lisa as like guardianship because mm -hmm. Steve couldn't take care of his kids. I like that idea. I mean, he did a good job. It's just, I. The weakest point to me is the basketball thing. <laughs> Steve is still actually a better player than Jean Ralphio. And uh, it's one of those traits that gets watered down over time, right? I mean, like my dad 
my dad is a physics genius mm-hmm. and like, I'm just kind of okay at physics. Yeah. Yeah. My dad um, has hair. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and my dad doesn't have hair and I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I have to go preposterous that mm. Steve is Jean Ralphie's dad. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> That's fair. I'll, I'll forgive you. All right, let's move on to part two. Pawnee is the sunny version of the Upside Down. <laughs> Laura, since you're the sunshine of my life, you can start with this one. I love the idea of this, <laughs> <laughs> especially with with thinking about who Leslie Nope is. Mm-hmm. And that she's mm-hmm. the exact opposite of everything that's happening in the upside down. Yeah. And it even make my mind makes the jump of, you know, that uh, Amy Poehler is the voice of joy in mm-hmm. uh, Inside <laughs> Out. That's just totally yeah. opposite from uh, what's going on in the upside down. I love the idea of it that everything still turns out okay, although there are trash people in Pawnee. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny. Oh, I'll give it a plausible. It's All funny. Right. Okay. All right. <laughs> Michael, what about you? Yeah, this one, I, I don't have to talk about it a lot. It's, <laughs> it's getting a plausible for me, too. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm going to say plausible as well. Um, just, just the idea that it's clearly not our... I mean, while we recognize characters in the show as versions of people we know in real life, it's clearly not real life which means it's some kind of alternate world. And if it's going to be an alternate world, it means it's an upside down and it's a sunny version of the upside down. Yeah, it's it's possible. I could almost see it as since they equated it to being like the LA version. What if it was that LA is the trashy upside down? And so (laughs) the good side is Pawnee, which is super Mm. sunny and happy. What does that make new Pawnee? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, new pun after the Eagleton merger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So then part three is John Ralphio is Sonny Pawnee's upside down monster. <laughs> I'll go right out. This is genius. I love this because he is a monster to me. I can't stand. I, I also think this is genius. Um, I, the difference between uh, you and myself, Spencer, is that I actually love John Ralphio. I think he's hilarious. <laughs> Even though he is a trash person, mm-hmm. I just think he's quite amusing. And this would explain a lot mm-hmm. if if he was Pawnee's upside down monster. I mean, he's he's funny. Like he has funny bits. And my annoyance yeah. of him is on purpose. Um, but I know there's some characters that you kinda like, oh, they're horrible, but I still love them. I'm not that with this guy. But I'm still kind of picturing his gotcha. face open up like a demogorgon. That's kind of funny. Uh <laughs> Laura, what do you think about this one? I actually, I have to give that one preposterous because I can name two characters who really do suck souls from people compared oh. to John Ralphio. Tammy? And Councilman Tammy. Jam. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep. And Joan Calamezzo. However. Oh, The TV yeah. show host who is so mean. Yeah. The reason why I'm okay with saying that Johnny, John Ralphio is Pony's Upside Down Monster because this is Sunny the sunny version upside down. So what we would normally consider as a trash soul sucker, like Demogorgon, we can equate Joan Calamezzo and Councilman Jam as a real life Demogorgon. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. John Ralphio is the sunny Yeah, Demogorgon. that's the way I approached it too. Oh, okay. All right. I like that then. Then I can give that one possible. <laughs> okay. 
after after you explain it that way, that's true. Because yeah, like like I said, Joan Calamezzo and Councilman GM, uh, they're just so horrible. Jessica yeah. Wicks, like those mm-hmm. are all just awful, awful yeah. people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I agree. Okay, then I, I can give that a plausible. Okay. Cool. And then I think, I mean, I'm going to predict that part four, that the X-Files and Parks and Rec are in the same universe because of our J.J.'s Diner connection. I predict all four of us are going to say genius on that. Am I right? You ready? Are you willing to bet your life on that? Yes. Well, I'm glad you're, you've got good life insurance. <laughs> that sounds familiar. <laughs> what do you all think? It's, it's genius for me. Um, yeah, it's a genius for me, too. <laughs> It's genius for me as well, especially because when you think about we've got X-Files that they would be coming to check out monsters. Remember, there was a cult mm-hmm. who yeah. – for Zorg um, that they thought that this alien race was going to come down. That definitely sounds like yep. an X-File investigative thing, plus JJ's yeah. Diner being a place. Yeah, I think when you add those together. Here's – how's this one? This This will bring it all home. I left this one out because I didn't want this to be too long. But there was another theory that posits, posits that, is it Zorp or Zorg? Oh, it might be Zorp. I think it's Zorp. Okay. That Zorg is Toy Story, right? That's Zerg. Zerg. Zorp is the Mind Flayer. And that the guy that started that cult (laughs) was uh, a witness to events that happened in Hawkins. Uh, back in the late seventies. Oh, oh my! And so that bundles everything together. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Oh man, okay. that's hilarious. I love so, it. So now we're going to do, on the whole, Stranger Things, Parks and Rec, and X Files are all in the same universe. I'll kick it off. Okay. This is absolutely preposterous. <laughs> for me. I feel so much dumber. <laughs> Having listened to all of this, <laughs> like it's entertaining, mm-hmm. but that's about as far as it goes mm-hmm. for me. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm with you there. Um, if I'm going to put on, if I need to, if I want to maintain my reputation, I have to uh, rate this as I would any other theory. And yes, I agree. It's a preposterous. It's hilarious. Although, if we take these out, like I, I'm still sticking with X Files and Parks and Rec being in the mm. same universe. I love that so much. <laughs> yeah, uh, but everything yeah. bundled together now is preposterous. But you, Laura, yeah, I think just because of how genius the idea of X Files and uh, Parks and Rec being in the same universe is, mm-hmm. just the sheer strength of how that could buoy up the ridiculousness of the others that mm-hmm. is able to. Pull this up into an unlikely for me. Okay. Cool. Because, I like the way that you okay, did that. That's fair. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Well, that was a blast. We laughed a lot. It was fun picturing yeah. some of these things. Uh, but as most good things do, uh, this is about to come to an end. But however, before the end comes to an end, I <laughs> wanted to share something <laughs> about a movie that I consider to be a near miss. You know, it's Halloween, after all, and if the costuming makeup department for this movie I'm about to name had been used to working on horror movies, the outcome might have been much different. Thankfully, as Felix pointed out on Reddit, 2018's Bohemian Rhapsody was not a horror movie. Therefore, Rami Malek was wearing fake teeth, letting him wear Freddie Mercury's real teeth would have been unethical and really messed up and disturbing. 
It would have. You're mm. absolutely right. Yes. That's, yeah. That's all <laughs> kinds of wrong. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, thanks so much for that. <laughs> You're welcome. This has been Fan Theory Queries. I'm Laura. I'm Michael. And boo, happy Halloween. I'm Spencer. In our next episode, we ask, is Gru from the Despicable Me series actually a really good villain? Subscribe to Fan Theory Queries so you don't miss out on that and other fascinating fan theories. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Fan Theory Queries is part of the Airwave Media Podcast Network. Visit airwavemedia.com to listen and subscribe to their other fine shows like The Unbiased Science Podcast, The Sit Down, a Mafia History Podcast, and I Know What Scares You.